Hi everyone, it's Tom Panos with me and I am very excited. Two of the best attraction agents in South Australia here with me at the Adelaide Advertiser Building, John and Stephanie Williams. They are husband and wife and also the most amazing people at getting vendor paid advertising and I've just been told on track to write this year $150 million worth of real estate. Wow. <laughs> We've that's been busy, haven't we? <laughs> You've been busy, Stephanie. That's good. You've got to be happy with that. And um, a lot of my viewers are not in Adelaide. They're right. actually agents around Australia. So there's 15,000 people that get this. Um, and most of them are in New South Wales, Victoria and Queensland. Right. Can I just have a, a brief overview of what your sales team looks like? Because I know that you also are franchisees mm -hmm. of Brock's Harcourts. I want to focus this conversation on you as a sales unit listing selling real estate. What does a team um, look like and how many people's an employee and yeah. Sure. Just at our own team, there's really only ever been Steph and I. It's yeah. been that way for five or six years. Uh, we're both extremely passionate and are also both control freaks, so we just love to do everything. Speaking of job. So you that's interesting. We so should do a lot you live together. Control freaks, you work together. Yes. Does this thing work? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Strangely, it does, yeah. For wow. whatever reason, it does. So it's a brand within a brand, really. We have there's Steph and I, we have a, a one support person that works for us three days a week. Um, and then, really, that's about it, isn't it? We do the rest of ourselves. Okay. What do you do in the unit, and what do you do in the unit? Okay, so we both list and sell, and we're really passionate about that. So we do. I do have a buyer manager that assists me in that process of servicing the buyers, um, but really we both list together. I am uh, selling more at the moment just because of the dynamics of the business and the staff that we're managing, uh, but we both list and sell. Okay, you go to listing presentations together or separate? That's right, yep. that's right. So, from listing throughout the process and our vendor management is throughout the process, we're very hands-on, uh, but John and I do both of that together. Okay. I know that I think next week you've got like five or six pages in um, the Adelaide Advertiser, mm -hmm. right? In a world that's saying, oh, it's too hard to get marketing, mm -hmm. in a world that's saying um, it's cheap, um, just put it on the net, put it on the database and see how you go. How is it that you guys are able to get so much vendor paid marketing? What is the secret? We've never had an issue with getting VPA. We just never have. And um, certainly the results. I, I think we're just so passionate about the power of the advertiser here. It's local and we love it. Um, but the results stand for themselves. Um, that's where the trust is. With investing in it, the results are, you know, it happens. Right, so typically on a typical campaign you'll get what, five, ten grand in marketing or yeah. well the average sale now is moving closer to sort of two million dollars per property that we sell. Right. So yeah, to do a campaign and do it properly, you'd be talking ten to twelve thousand. Um, and that's really not negotiable because that's critical. You've got to market the property correctly to sell it quickly, which means you're going to get the most amount of money for it. And people just understand that they see what we do is transparent, they see the size of our efforts. But what's important with Steph and I is that they see the property that's being sold, sold well and sold quickly. So it's self-perpetuating, it's self-fulfilling. They see that it's working, so we don't have to prove it, we don't have to sell it. Adelaide uh, is small enough for people to know that it's working and it's successful and what we're doing is right. 
So we don't we don't actually sell VPA. We just go in, we list properties, and we just explain to them how we're going to do it, and that's it. There's no negotiation over the VPA. People don't argue with us. We go in there with a budget pre-prepared, and they say to okay, well, what's, <laughs> what, what's the marketing budget going to be? Well, we've already prepared it. We don't come back with it. We say, well, here it is. We've already worked it out for you. This is what you need to do to sell your property and achieve the, the level that you want to achieve. And it's a fair budget. We don't we don't pad it. We don't overbuild it. We just we know the value of the property before we go out. So we therefore we know what the spend should be, the size of the ads need to be, and we just say to people, here's the budget. This is what you need to spend to get the result that you're looking Have for. Have you got a rough guide on what it should be, like on basis of the value of the property, like? Uh, it's it's really based around how the, the value of the property and how long we think it's going to take to sell and, and what size adverts are appropriate for that sort of property. Million dollar home, how much should we spend? In VPA, five to six. Five to six. Mm -hmm. One and a half mil property? Probably seven to eight. Right. Okay. Um, and that's if it runs the whole campaign, so that's a total budget. So right. if you need the total budget, that's what it is. And again, you don't get partial budgets either. I mean, that's a disaster. You can't get halfway through your campaign because you've gone in too soft with a, with a partial budget going, oh, we need another ad or we need another ad, second ad. That's, that's ridiculous. You need to get your whole budget up front, be in control of that. Um, how, do you, how do you go about getting into... I, I would imagine that you would get called out to a lot of listing presentations because of your profile, the positioning, um, and... In many ways, as I'm talking to you, I can't help but think, if people are calling you because of your great brand, Correct. they're more inclined to listen to what you've got to say because you come across as a specialist, mm -hmm. not as a desperate, needy salesperson mm -hmm. wanting their business. You which know. often they do, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, we don't do listing presentations either. You know, we just don't do them. We, we, Explain. Well, well, we don't go out there. We're not present. scripted and dialogued. <laughs> right. We don't, we don't, real people. <laughs> so we don't. We our, our interpretation of that is we're not going out to somebody's home to do a presentation. We're going out there to list their home and help them sell their property. So it's just a mindset. So again, as you said, as an attraction agent, agent people know that we're successful. They know that we know what we're doing, and, and the proof of the puddings and eating and the sales and the results that we get, and we sell properties in, within twelve to fourteen days normally. So we're going out there to list their property and to help them sell their home. We're not going out there to do a presentation or you know talk about this and talk about that. It's all predetermined. It's all set up. It's all ready to go. We go there with the agency agreements filled in. We go out there with the marketing budgets filled in. It's just a matter of signing them and off we go. It's an hour, an hour and a quarter maximum, and we're not going back for a second visit. So, do you generally do it the first meeting? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yes, yeah. yeah. we like to. Right. Unless there's an issue that we're working through with pricing, often we'll go away and come back and have a second discussion with them. Right, okay. A lot of times out of ten, it's one, one visit. Yeah. Yeah. We like to treat our clients like um, they're our own properties. So um, we like to have that approach and we're really passionate about it. We actually really care about the outcome for the vendor. So we're very modern in our approach because we want to tell them, if we can't say it to their face, we don't want to be able to you know, say anything at all because we want them to trust us throughout that whole process. Okay, so you must go up against agents. Mm -hmm. Well, you get called out, they call you, they call another two? Sometimes. Two or three, some people choose five. This is a highly competitive Okay, area. so others must go at a lower investment marketing and maybe a lower fee. Yep. Um, what do you say to a vendor that brings that up? 
your deer up? Does it come up? It doesn't come up that often um, because, you know, I guess people work it out through the meeting what they want to do. We don't bring up the feed. We never bring up the feed. We don't discuss the feed. To us, it's, it's, not, it's not important. Once you've built a relationship with the person, the person's quickly worked out what points of difference are between us and between somebody else. And you've discussed the method of sale, how you're going to do it, you've explained to them the processes that we implement, you've gone through the marketing dials, in other words, you've covered off everything that they need to know. You've got an agency agreement already typed up, ready to go, it just shows the people that you're serious and you know what you're doing and you're taking control. Then it's really the, the feed discussions, less than a few minutes. You've um, already built the trust, they're just ready to sign because they know that we're in control, we know what we've supported everything with our campaign, the strategy, why it works. And it just flows from there. At the very end, they're signing off, and they're just happy to, to go right. around us. Pat, basically, I mean, and you're very successful in, in, the, in the world of Harcourts. Mm-hmm. What do you guys come up with? In steps number one in Harcourts. In, in, in Australia. In South, South Australia. Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, someone might be watching out there thinking, no, it's me. I, I, I was in the top ten nationally. Top ten nationally and number one in South Australia, right? And you'd have to be, as a female, you'd have to be one of the top real estate female agents in the country, um, I would say, because it is a heavily male-dominated industry at at the the pointier end. Um, Can I ask, you've been in real estate for six years now, right? So a lot of people don't have this success after 20 years. Mm -hmm. Um, What are three tips that you can share with me that you think are important to be successful in real estate? Why Why have you guys got it and why do other people struggle? Passion. Passion's a big one. You've got to love it. You know, you've really got to love the business because it's all consuming. It's full on. There's nowhere to hide. It's very transparent. And as we say, I mean, it's, it's a success-based business. You know, it's as simple as that. It's activity and it's success. And if you love it and you're passionate and you're committed to it 100%, you know, you should be successful. But it's not something you can do part time. You know, we open, we we work seven days a week. Do you work hard? That's we work oh, seven days gosh, a week. Yeah. We, don't, we didn't have. Yeah, a we love it. I wouldn't do it unless I loved it. It's the passion. But can I ask, like, in in numbers, what time does the day start? What time does the well, day? Well, I recently did a negotiation. I answered my phone at ten to seven in the morning, and that property was sold at ten to seven the next day. So because I answer my phone, um, I'm a big believer in not sending it to message bank. I like to answer my phone. Um, but just going back to you know our three things that are important, I guess passion but positive. To be positive out there, you get so many knocks along the way and I know it is really hard from time to time. But I think keeping positive rises above everything because if you can keep your attitude together and be really positive, you'll get your results. Is that... Something that comes natural, or to me, it's natural. I'm always positive. You have to because you know you answer the phone and you, you could be doing the deal of the century in the next hour. You've got to be on the ball and positive. That is your first introduction to some buyers that when they ring you, and they go away thinking, "Wow, she was so positive on the phone. Fantastic. I want to I want to deal with her." But Stephanie, you must get setbacks that make you feel down occasionally. You do, and you rebuild yourself, which is fantastic because, yes, there's ups and downs and it's a merry-go-round, but you're on this journey, you're with your vendors, and you're results-driven. And if they know you're really doing the best job, you, you ride through anything. How does vendor service or vendor management, how often do vendors get spoken to or make Well, again, contact? we don't cookie cut mm-hmm. our clients. You know, we've got clients that really are wanting their hand held throughout the process. Well, they have a service level that is, we'll, they will get that. They'll receive the top 
say this throughout, but there's some that just say, Steph, you know what you're doing. We've listed this. We've set this up for success. I'm trusting you, and away you go. Okay. There's also, there's also a written, Steph does written reports to every single vendor every single week. So there are standard things in there that gives us that structure. For so auctions or for private? All vendors. All vendors, vendors get a written report yeah, every week. a promise letter. It really is a follow-up. After the weekend, I've run every buyer that's come through every property, run the vendor directly after the opens on a weekend. Who reads the buyers after opens? Me. Steph? And what, what, do you, what do you say? When you're in, wasn't that probably beautiful that it came through? What did you think? And we started a process from there. I actually do send a lot of documentation, like if they've asked a question about the Form 1, I positively forward information on an email to them so they've got the information so we can discuss it further. So again, that's planting a positive seed that they want to negotiate on this property. Now I've got a contract and I can see what transfers with the sale with the inclusion. So again, positive thinking. The Form 1, so we can go through it. What's the council rates? Details about the, the title. Again, it's a positive move. And then you follow up with that phone call. I mean, just well. sitting here talking to you, I mean, <laughs> you act like it's impossible to fail. You oh, just, it is. It is. It is. Oh, come on. We've got to get you got to have fun with it. And it, sometimes it's not easy, but we're both um, pretty determined. Um, we are very much so wanting to be in control because the minute you lose control, um, that's not such a good thing. So, again, together working as a team, we often bounce our concepts and our strategies. On a Monday morning, we are sitting having a strategy meeting saying, hey, that one up at um, Rock Springfield only had um, limited numbers last week. What are we going to do to kind of change that? We're always strategizing on how to get our results for our vendors. Okay. Um, can I ask, in terms of... Um the hours you work, you take a day off during the week or not? No. Well, we do. I got, kind of got missing <laughs> sometimes. It's like, where is she? <laughs> but that's the best thing about a mobile phone and having a, um, an iPad. You can be anywhere. I can be doing a food shop. I can be standing at volleyball watching my daughter play and I can negotiate on that. How does, it, how does the whole family, like, is there kids involved? How does the family set up work? So we've got two children. I've got Jasper, who's um, at St Peter's College, and he's uh, in year nine. It's a big year for him. So how old is he? He's uh, 14, 14, turning 15. So yeah. uh, pretty full on with um, with school at the moment for him, but very sporting. So yeah. we are driving <laughs> here, there and everywhere. Uh, on a weekend for sports. Uh, my daughter's at Warford in year eight. Yeah. Um, and she's um, she's certainly very sporty as well. Okay, so you're, you're, you're obviously somehow balancing this. juggle all, yeah. all the time. It's a constant juggle. We, and to answer the other question, we don't have a start time and a finish time. <laughs> we just can't do that with real estate. We're responsive to the market and to the buyers and to what's happening at any given time. So to think that you can clock on and clock off, I think is a massive issue and a massive problem for real estate agents. Real estate agents that turn their phones off and say, I'm not available for these hours or this time, we don't do that. We've just got an open mind. We're always working. If the phone rings at 10 o'clock, we answer it. I mean, that's just the way it is because people are ringing for a reason, you know. And uh, So we just have an open mind to that. It's easier just to um, accept that you're working all the time uh, than to try and fight. To, I'm having a day off here. I'm having four hours off there because... More often than not, it doesn't happen. So it's easier just to accept that <laughs> we're not flexible. What we do. You're going to be flexible. That's we're what we work through. And with the two of us, we juggle. So having a husband and wife team, that's how it works. So we yeah. can juggle our work life. We can juggle our children. Our children never miss out. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get better at it. You know? But again, if something important comes up, like John recently last week had a very important engagement with <laughs> client to Tasmania, 
Well, I had to really, that's where working in a team works because I could step in, John wasn't there, and we would have loved him to be there, but he wasn't, but hey, it all worked in the favour of the vendor and it it was fun. In my mind, I'm picturing this jigsaw that, (laughs) right, you've got, um, you're really good at getting marketing, which has made you an attraction business. You don't strike me as the sort of people that are chasing that hard, but business is coming to you. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. We are so, so you, fortunate with that. We'll so you're not, cold, you're not the type that goes cold calling and door knocking. I have a bit of fun sometimes when I'm mentoring <laughs> someone. <laughs> but it's not the way that your, your, no. your business model is not based no. on we're interrupting no. strangers. No. We haven't had to do that for years. We, we worked hard when we first yeah. did. Goodness me, and apparently I was a machine. <laughs> Well, I think it's. I think that's one of the most profound things that's been said here because a lot of people are watching it, saying, "You know what? They don't do any prospecting. They don't do any cold calling, and they got all this business that comes to them." But you're saying is you did have to do it oh, early on, gosh. early stages. The but phones. We, I just worked that phone, and I was talking into it. I think. But Steph still does. Like, so I do. that we don't. Steph brings every single person that comes through, opens on the weekends, and that can be sometimes three or four hundred people. She rings every single one of them back. I can't do that because I get bored. Do you get, do you get listings from that? Absolutely, of course she does. Yeah, but also, so you're, showing, you're showing the buyers how you work because they think, God, if when I sell my house, Stephanie Williams rang me every time after every open, I want her to sell my house. Okay, key takeaway point, the way you do your current work shows a prospective vendor what you're really like as a person, not what you just say to them at the listing presentation. Yes. They're seeing... Uh, they're seeing, they're test driving you, aren't they? They are. They're actually interviewing you there at the open. And I've said to our team when we're training them, you are on show to potential purchases of the property that you're standing in, but also potential vendors. They want to see how you work, how you run your weekends open, what your follow-up is. You know, sometimes people email and just... I had a situation recently that a potential vendor emailed six agents and he thought he'd list just for fun the first one that went back to him. I went back to him in five minutes. And he's like, whoa, okay. And when we listed the property later, I said, incidentally, how long did it take the other agents to come back to you? Three I haven't heard back from, one that afternoon and one the next day. Wow. So So if you want business, it's out there. you just got to... It's not hard to be better than the norm. It's not hard at all because the norm's average. Now, gang, I want you to understand, these guys here are roughly writing on average about two and a half million dollars worth of real estate dollar value per week, approximately. I'm going to, as we finish off here today, I'm going to ask you to start thinking about your number one success tip to someone out there in the audience that's watching this, that's actually struggling, things aren't going their way, and they're sitting here and they're sitting like a sponge saying, <laughs> Stephanie's number one, this business unit together is doing um, so well, $150 million or thereabouts, what's a success tip you can give them? I think it's all in the follow-up and actually caring about people. People sense that, but I think calling people and having the common courtesy, this world that we live in is so crazy busy for everybody, but if you actually take the time to sit on the phone and talk to them and see what their needs are, and start following up with the system and we've got the agent box system and that'll start sending them details of other potential listings that may be of interest but servicing the client because they love that they really respond well and it just has an on-flow effect throughout your business because if you do bring 500 people on a Monday, Tuesday 
There's so much offshoot business. You call, you call 500 people on a Monday, Tuesday. I lock myself away. I'm on that phone from 7 With a headpiece or just on the phone? Headpiece, but often in my car. But I have a lovely new car so I can drive around and you know be looking at things and, and talking on the phone just for a change of environment sometimes. Beautiful. Success to you. Um, you've got to commit to 100%. It's not a business where you can commit to 75 or 80%. If that's your commitment level, don't worry about it. It's 100%. Or nothing. If you're gonna, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. But commit to 100 if you want to be really good. And secondly, um, just be a real person. Forget about all this other stuff about what your, your scripts and dialogues and all this stuff that you think and you read and you don't copy other people. You know that was the main thing for us. We started out with an edit. Now the first thing we said when we got into the industry was we don't want to be like anybody else. And that wasn't to be obnoxious or to put everybody else down. We just wanted to be different and we didn't want to be a quintessential real estate agent with all the connotations that go along with that because they're not that great. And yeah. you, real estate agents think they're great and they're really important and they're really exciting but if you go and talk to the people in the street, you, you, you know, you're not much better than a car, car salesperson. John, you mentioned before we went on camera your brand strategy is not diluted with hundreds of things. Mm. It's get the VPA, mm. print and online. Mm -hmm. Um, explain that. Well, we, when we're listing properties, you know, uh, what we say to people is we're out there and we commit to it and everything's about commitment, follow through. We commit to them. We say we want to sell your property in three weeks, within three weeks, and we look them in the eye and we're deadly serious about that. They're blown away by that. They go, are you serious? You know, is that a sales tip or a sales tool? No, it's, we're serious. We want to sell their property in two to three weeks from hitting the internet. And then we say to them, we need to do that, so you need to give us the tools to be able to achieve that. If we sell it and we sell it quickly, we're probably going to get the best possible result for you. So you need to equip us with the tools to do that. And we don't dilute it. We also say to people to get more VPA, but it's also true. Everything we say is true. It's not a sales pitch. So we say that we're not here to sell advertising for you. We're here to sell your property. You need to give us the tools to be able to do that. And we say to them, what we do is we advertise it and we sell the property f properly the first time. So you're much better off putting in two or three ads, decent ads, do it properly, get the property sold and move on. It only becomes expensive and nightmarish when the property doesn't sell. And then it gets ugly and then it gets painful and then it just goes on and on and on. So people back that, they can see our results work. We only put our advertising dollars fundamentally in two areas because we don't want to dilute it. We, we want to take that, that amount of money that we've got. We've put some of it, obviously, into the internet and the rest of it goes into the advertiser. It just does because the advertiser is what flushes out the emotional buyer, flushes out the, the real buyer and gets the property sold. We've had two features in the advertiser this year already. We sold both of those properties within six days and they were both over $3 million. So, I mean, the power of the print so is massive. It's massive. One property down at the beach that we had the, our advert, we had a feature in the advertiser. Editorial. We had 250 people in the property in 45 minutes and sold the property in four days for over $3 million. Now, that property had been previously on the market for a year and a half. Internet-based. Kind of internet around. Gang, I've always said, make sure that your offline and online marketing are in line, and these guys are no better example of a business that runs a specialist market attraction-based business, not out there being needy and desperate and clingy and crawling to people for business, but being positioned mm. as the agents that get top dollar, being positioned 
as a business that attracts the best quality vendors and it makes absolute 100% logical sense, sense why you guys are so successful. That, that's a good point you made. Vendors can smell desperation. Yeah. They can smell it as soon as you walk in the door, you know, and nobody likes it. You're just repelling people. You've got to be confident. You've got to know what you're doing. It's a, a success-based business and it just... It's perpetual motion. It just continues to lead. But you've got to, you've got to, you've got to nail it. You've got to do what you, know, you say you're going to do. Exactly. You've got to get the results. You've got to leave it. You know. So if you're going to save somebody, I'm going to sell your property in three or four weeks. Well, you've got to. <laughs> and we do. You know. And then that just continues to lead on. Your word of mouth is just awesome. Gang, John and Stephanie Williams from Brock Harcourts in South Australia, Adelaide. Thank you so much for coming along. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See you guys. Yeah.